Welcome to King of Glory Lutheran Church Education Podcast. We are a Christian community of faith located in Williamsburg, Virginia. For more information, please visit us on the web at kogva.org. Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks for the blessings we have from you, especially as we think in terms of this Christmas story. As somebody called it, the divine interruption. You broke into our world to be our Savior, to be our Lord, to be the fulfiller of all of the promises that have been made to us. And for that, we rejoice and give thanks. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to be with us this day. Help us to to see the truths of, of your word and the truths of and the assurances of the promises that you make to us. We pray this in our Lord's name. And amen. Amen. Okay. Um, it was kind of interesting in, at the at the early um, the early group. Nobody was offended. Nobody um, got upset um, or anything like that, I don't think, unless they went outside in the park, parking lot. And murmured. And and murmured. But some of it makes um, sense. I'll put a little bit of, um, I say, warning um, as, we, as we get into it. Just a, just a thought um, in terms of a, a tiny bit of review, and maybe all of you were here last, last week. Um, the, 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 um, what was the primary messianic um, expectation at the time of Jesus' birth? That he would overthrow Rome. Right. That there would be another great king like David, who would make Israel great again um, and restore restore Israel to the prominence that it was under King David? Under King David, Israel had its largest um, uh, geographical um, area. Um, under King David, they were victorious and defeated their their enemies. Um, it was a, it was a time of prosperity. It was time. It was a time of um, you know everything was was good, and we saw then that. In those years that that followed, you know, everything for Israel really went um, downhill. The temple was destroyed. Um, they were taken into captivity by the by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, and then they were under the th- under the thumb of the Persians and the and the Greeks. And then at the time of Christ, they were under the under the um, <clears throat> under the thumb of the of the Romans with Herod the Great. Um, being the being the king, we also said last um, last week that the last book of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, and again we're just taking tradition. Um, that book ends about 400 years before Jesus is born, and for the most part, God is quiet, and God is silent during those 400 those 400 years, and the people are wondering when God, when God, are you going to you know, restore, when are you going to send this Messiah, when are you going to restore um, Israel? So it's with those expectations then that we, that we enter with the, the, Christmas, with the Christmas story. Um, 
if you notice, and I, oops, um, if you, you notice, and again, I know you folks um, very much realize it, that if it weren't for Matthew and if it weren't for Luke, we would know nothing about our Lord's, our Lord's birth. Um, the Gospel of Mark has nothing about the Christmas, what we know of as the Christmas story. And the Gospel of John has nothing about the Christmas story. Um, so if it, wasn't, if it weren't for, um, for Matthew and for Luke, we would, know, we would know nothing. And each one of those Gospels is different. Um, as far as Matthew's account is, is concerned, um, we wouldn't really know much at all about the Christmas um, event at all, because it just says that um, the baby was born, um, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and then the Magi came um, in in uh, the Gospel of Matthew. So that's all that's that's all that's there um, about the Christmas story. Luke, on the other hand, gives us a whole much more detailed account of the you know of the Christmas story and the things that uh, we think about um, with respect to that to that Christmas story. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Matthew gives us no information about John the Baptist um, being born. Luke gives us all that information about um, John the Baptist and Zechariah and Elizabeth, um, the announcement to the announcement to Mary. Um, however, in Luke, there's nothing about Joseph, about the dilemma that he was faced with finding out that Mary was um, that Mary was pregnant. Matthew gives us some information about, about Joseph, that um, it says in Matthew chapter 1, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So that's, you know, that's that kind of that background to, um, to uh, you know, I'm going to say the, you know, the Christmas, the Christmas story. It was interesting in the early, in the early um, class, um, we lived in, in Albany, New York, um, we're just outside of Albany, and the big cathedral downtown in Albany was the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. And people asked them, what does that mean? And it was interesting, most of them knew um, that it, it's the Immaculate Conception of Mary. It it's, has nothing to do with the virgin birth. Um, it was that Mary was conceived um, without original, without original um, sin. And we talked a little bit about... Hmm. But that's not true. But that's not scriptural. No, that's not scriptural. We don't know, obviously. It's, that's, not in, that's not in scriptural. That's not in, um, in scripture. Um, but that had been a, a tradition through the church, and it only officially became a, an official church doctrine of the, um, of the Roman church in 1854. The, um, the idea of... Uh, the idea that Mary was conceived without sin, but that it's the immaculate conception of Mary, not the immaculate conception of, you know, of Jesus. So, I, I 
Yeah. I was thinking about Joseph and how betrayed he must have felt when he found out. Um, I mean, because there would, it took a while for the angel to come to him. He found out that she was pregnant and right. knew he wasn't the father. And um, I just think that Mary must have been, because God selected her, she must have been a special young woman. Right. Um, he must have seen her as a faithful and upstanding girl, and suddenly he's hit with this. I just right. think that that would have been, um, he would have felt very betrayed. Right. Yeah, fair enough. It's too bad the angel couldn't have come to him before First. he found out. <laughs> the detail, you know. Right. <clears throat> From what we gather, too, and, and again, this is, we don't know for sure, and, and I think all the things that we're going to say today, um, we have no proof of, and you hear all kinds of things, all kinds of different ways. But from what we can guess, Mary was probably about 14, 15, 16 years old at the time, at this, at this time. Um, and Joseph was probably um, in, his tw- in his 20s, because traditionally a, a husband, uh, a, a man who was going to marry somebody, um, needed to have a profession and a means of, of income, and Joseph was probably, um, at this point, perhaps a, a, an established carpenter in, um, you know, in Nazareth. Um, and these were probably arranged marriages, um, and again, not totally, I, 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 want, I don't want to say totally arranged without any kind of love situation or, or, or whatever, but I'm sure Joseph knew Mary, they lived in the same little same little village, and then Joseph's parents would go to Mary's parents, and they would work out all of the work out all of the details, and a contract would be signed. Um, um, and at that at that time, it was much more than engagements in our time. Once that contract is is signed, um, it was as if they were were married, and. In order to break that contract, he would have had to divorce before the, before the, um, before the wedding at this at this point in time. Um, so what I'd like to do um, is uh, go through. If you had to tell me the traditional Christmas story, how would you? What would be the what would be the traditional Christmas Christmas story? Anybody? Angel appears to Mary. Angel appears to Mary. Is told that Mary is going to be the mother of the Savior. So then, what happens? There's a. Let's start with the decree from Caesar Augustus. So what happens? Census. There's a census. So what do Mary and Joseph do? They go to Joseph's roots. Joseph and Mary's roots. Both have, both, both from the city of David. And traditionally, we are at least told that they went from Nazareth down to um, Bethlehem, the city of the city of David, where David was was David was born. A trip of about um, 60, 70, 80, you know, 80 miles. 
um, a four or a five day a four or a five day journey. Okay, they get to Bethlehem and they walk. There's no room for them. More room at the end. <laughs> okay, they arrive at Bethlehem probably what about three four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, they're told that there's no room for them at the at the inn, and they then what happens? So they, they're sent to the stable. They're they're shown a stable by we don't know who. Um, they're shown a stable. <laughs> and um, and we'll he did have about, a heart. <laughs> and we'll talk about we'll talk about that. They're shown a stable, and sometime that evening, Mary gives birth to Jesus. And somebody brought in a crash at the early service, oh, and brought in a crash at the early service. And the traditional picture then is you got Mary and Joseph with the babe in a stable, star of Bethlehem over them. The shepherds had received the announcement that um, a savior had been their savior had been born, um, and. We also have the wise men there at the stable along um, at the stable along with them. So that would be the traditional the traditional Christmas story. Three wise men. Three wise men. <laughs> three kings. We three kings. Orient, <laughs> wherever that is. Uh, uh, so that again, traditional, and that's going to be talked about next week. Um, the whole shepherds, wise men, significance of them, and, and all kinds of things like that. So let's um, look perhaps and questions, and at least some of the um, some of the accounts. Um, Mary and Joseph probably didn't go directly from Nazareth down to down to Bethlehem. They would have, as a as good Jewish people, they would have had a they would have avoided Samaria. They wouldn't have gone through um, Samaria. They would have gone to the east, probably close to the Jordan River, where there would have been um, number one water and, and everything. This is a four or five day four or five day journey. Um, and oh, I, we forgot to say that Mary probably traveled on a donkey. Um, whether she did or not, we don't know, because it doesn't say anything about that in Scripture. And they would have they would have come down and 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 gotten to gotten to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, oh, no, I want to go back and know what all those letters are. Yeah, that is. Um, so it looks like it says next. Yeah, I don't even know. Okay, it's probably the genealogy. I think it perhaps is. Yeah. That they were both related, both related to um, to um, David, King David. Uh, Sorry. I should have looked that up. I Sorry, that's okay. You're just my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I can find out at home. You can email everybody. When they got to um, when they got to Bethlehem, now tradition tells us that there was no room. For them at the end. Turn, if you would, to Luke. But that's not just that's not just tradition. The 
the Bible says there was no room in the end. Yet turn to Luke chapter 22, verse 11, if you would. Chapter 22, verse 11. Would somebody read, um, oh, starting in verse 10. If somebody would read that. This is Jesus preparing, having the disciples prepare for the Last Supper. Would somebody read 10 and 11? He replied, as soon as you enter Jerusalem, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asked where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples. Okay, just stop there. Um, the word that's used there, where in in the Gospel of in, in in the Gospel of Luke, where it says there was no room for them in the inn, the word that's used there is kataluma. It's a Greek word, and it's the same word that's used here for guest room. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very possible that that word kataluma it means house guest room. And sometimes it means in. But much more frequently, it means guest room or house. There's another instance in the scriptures where an inn is mentioned. It's with the Good Samaritan story, where the Good Samaritan takes the, the man who had been beaten and robbed and is brought to an inn. And the word that's used there is totally different than the word that's used here as in. That word is very specific, meaning and meaning and in. Um, and that now, what I'm going to say is, we have no, we we really have no proof of this. But traditionally, inns were on the Roman roads, where people stayed as they were traveling from from place to place. Um, that's where inns. That's where you found inns. Um, there is no um, proof at all that there were any inns in little tiny villages. Now we may think in terms of you know 20th century where you have motels in towns and there was no room in the motel. Um, that's but there's no there's no proof that there were inns in these little t- tiny villages. Bethlehem, for example, only had about 200, 250 people at that time. That was the population of Bethlehem. Very, it was a very small little, you know, tiny, tiny village. And so, and again, there's no proof of this. But what could very well have been said is, there's no room in the, in the guest room that there, and, and I will show you something in just a, a few moments. Um, you know about about that. Um, the second thing that we need to remember is, again, just very culturally, people were people were welcomed into homes in 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 this in this culture. You know, if somebody knocked at our door, um, we wouldn't be welcoming them with open arms to come in. Um, but in that culture, when somebody came to your your home, you would be welcomed with open. You would be, they would welcome you with open arms, especially 
if you announced that you were related to King David. Um, this is where this is where these people were. This Mary and Joseph would have been would have been I'm going to say almost part of part of family um, relatives that they wouldn't have been turned they wouldn't have been turned away. They would have received a a very very warm um, a very very warm welcome at this point in in time. There's some indication too that that perhaps even Joseph um, grew up in Bethlehem. Um, that that was his that was his home for as a as a growing up child. Um, don't know if that's true or not, but um, it's very possible that um, that was was the case. So the idea that they would have been turned away um, uh, perhaps isn't perhaps isn't real realistic. The idea then that they were, you know, ushered to a stable or to a cave. We can, and we'll talk about that in a in a moment. Is is just doesn't hold, you know, just doesn't hold water um, in terms of the reception that they would have, they would have received. Um, and even if, even if the guest room, if that word is means guest room, um, in the house. Even if that was occupied, um, those of you who have been to um, Israel know that there was the living quarters, and what what would happen is the family would just you know roll out, I'm going to say sleeping bags, and that's where they slept. And then in the morning when they woke up, they rolled the sleeping bags up, put them in a corner, and they lived on that, and they lived on that level of of the you know of the house. So the the idea that Mary and Joseph would have been turned away. Um, there would have been room for them to to sleep, you know, in the you know in the in the house, even if the the quote the guest room was um, the, the guest room was was uh, was occupied. So that doesn't um, hold any water. This is very much a a picture of a typical um, house that you that you found in in Israel at the at the time. Um, where number four is, that would have been a guest room set, as, you know, set aside. The, the main floor, one, um, where one is, that would have been the living quarters where they would have done their, their, normal, their normal stuff. They would have rolled out their bedrolls um, out there, and then in the morning they would roll them up and put them aside, and they would, would live there. And then there was usually a lower level where the animals were brought in at the end of the day. Um, number one, so that they wouldn't be stolen um, uh, it, during, the, during the evening or, or wander, wander away. They were brought in frequently because it would provide warmth in the home. Um, and there would be... Um, places where those little three little holes are, there would have been mangers, um, places, feed troughs for the animals to have food um, during the during the evening, and then in the morning the animals were taken out of the house. The place was the place was cleaned up and and um, and brought uh, you know I'm going to say made livable um, you know livable again. Um, Let me say this. Um, you get the impression, 
and I guess this is the impression that we have, that Mary and Joseph, they traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem, a a four-day journey, four- or five-day journey, very arduous. They arrived in Bethlehem. There's no room in the inn. They went to the stable, and that night Jesus Jesus was born. Think about how realistic that, you know, that was. And there's, a, there's just an interesting phrase in, in Luke chapter 2. In chapter 2, verse 6. It says, he went there to Bethlehem to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. And it says, while they were there, the time came for the baby mm-hmm. to be born. Think about this. Would Joseph and Mary have made that trip, a very, again, a very arduous trip from Nazareth to Bethlehem, a five-day journey, with Mary, um, you know, eight months and three and a half weeks pregnant? Probably, probably not. Um, And that there is perhaps the thought was that they got to Bethlehem um, maybe perhaps two, three months before Jesus was actually born. Now, I know that blows our Christmas story, um, but it's much more realistic um, that that was, that was the case. Also, for, for, another, for another reason, also, that this very well may have been the situation. Um, when Mary finds out that she is pregnant, she goes down to visit Elizabeth, who is John the Baptist's mother. At that point in time, Elizabeth is six months pregnant. We're told then that Mary, um, that Mary um, stayed with Elizabeth for three months. She leaves then where Elizabeth's place and goes back to Nazareth, um, three months months pregnant. It is probably during that time that Joseph finds out this message from the the angel that take Mary to be your your wife. Um, Were they betrothed before she went to visit Elizabeth? Yes, 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 she was. They... Not married, but betrothed. Um, Mary returns to Nazareth, three months, say, let's say three months pregnant. Or, and, and again, you know, understand we don't have any you know, proof of this. This is just a, just kind of, kind of a guess. But now, Joseph has some options. He can divorce her. Um, he can accuse her of being an adulteress, which in which she would have been stoned, or that he can marry her, or he can marry, or he can marry her. Um, and he, obviously, he chooses to to marry to you know to marry her. Now, the tongues would have been wagging in Nazareth. Mary and Joseph got married, and all of a sudden, six months later, she has a baby. They would have been able to figure that figure that out. 
is it possible that after they got married, with, with Mary perhaps being six months pregnant, they may, and again, it, it, it works out with this, you know, when Caesar has the census, they go down to Bethlehem, and we know they spent a whole lot of time down there in Bethlehem, at least, you know, a number of years. Um, and when they returned to Nazareth, nobody would know when that baby was born. They wouldn't be able to figure out, mm-hmm. was, it, was this a baby that was born at just in six months or nine months? Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been, who knows? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, when the baby, and no tongues would have been been wagging. So there, there are people who think, and again, we have, there's no proof of this at all, um, that Mary and Joseph traveled down to Bethlehem when Mary was maybe six or seven months pregnant. Nobody would really know she was, you know, how, you know, how pregnant she was. And it says while they were there, Mary gave birth to this, this baby. The idea that they would have traveled with her being about to give birth any moment kind of stretches the imagination. Um, so it is very, very possible that um, they were there for while they were there. She gave birth. You know, you know Pastor, this is, this is really intriguing because I think women, we, we feel like, gosh, shouldn't she have had some women around her? You know, at for the birth, right. and this gives an allowance for that. Sure, there be a normal community, yeah. maybe around right. her, and so Joseph isn't the one <laughs> delivering a baby, right. but right. that there's possibly a midwife, but at least distant right. family relatives or some right. somebody. And the other thing, when you think when you think about it, now um, remember Elizabeth and Zachariah lived very close to Bethlehem. Um, the idea that they would have been now again, if the baby was going to be born that night, the day they arrived, okay, they would need accommodations right away. But if, for example, there would have been a two-month, and again, I'm just guessing at this, a, a two-month time before the baby was actually born, and there was no place for them to stay, um, they would have gone to Elizabeth's place, which was real, you know, real close. Um, we do know that when the, when the Magi came, Mary and Joseph were living in a house um, there. And whether they, I, I don't know if they owned the house or if they were just in the, the guest room of, of relatives. We don't have, no, we don't have any idea about, about that. And then, as you said, um, Claire, the whole idea that um, Mary giving birth probably would have been surrounded by the women women of the village, the men were just ushered, you know, um, you know, just ushered out. They wouldn't have been participants in this at, um, at if, all. If God had stimulated Caesar to take census, would he not also control maybe the time in birth? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's miraculous, um, you know, the, the, the whole census thing. Um, you know, if, if, if Caesar didn't come through with that, that census dict, um, edict, um, Mary, and, Mary would have given birth up in Nazareth, and that would have blown the whole, all the prophecies. Um, but, you know, God used, you know, here he used a, 
a Roman emperor about 900 miles away to, to fulfill a, a promise that the, the Messiah was going to be born in Bethlehem, which is you know, miraculous when you, you know, when, you, when, you think, you know, when you really think about it. Um, so it's, uh, you know, again, we don't, we don't know, obviously, you know, we don't know, obviously, um, what the, the, what the, what the, um, you know, what the situation, what the situation was. Um, but, you know, uh, again, we, we have the Christmas story, some people even think of the, the innkeeper, if there was such a, an, an individual um, was kind of brusque, said, there's no room in the inn, and ushered him away, who knows, you know, who knows. But um, Mary and Joseph, probably, just because of who they were, descendants of David, um, they would have been royal, they would have been welcomed into the home of people who, who lived there. And again, the idea that Mary gave birth that night, um, that kind of stretches the imagination in terms of what. Yeah, it's kind of you know, intriguing the way this all came together. There was a census, and they had you know, they traveled to Bethlehem. But if it didn't happen that way, I'm convinced that all of the prophecies still would have come true. Mary wouldn't have had the Christ child. Maybe, maybe some Rachel down in uh, uh, who already <laughs> lived in Bethlehem and was of the right lineage would have that baby. But I'm, you know, right. I'm sure God would have made it happen. <laughs> and, 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 and what's interesting is that um, you know all of the Old Testament prophecies. Um, you know, there are people who say, "Well, Jesus just knew what the Old Testament prophecies were, and he just did those things um, to." To make like himself. healing people and raising them from the dead. Yeah, good trick. But, but so many of the things he had no control over. He had no control over um, who his mother was going to be—a virgin. Um, he had no control over where he was going to be born. He had no control over whether bones in his body were going to be broken at the crucifixion. Um, and yet, all of those are—you know—all those are Old Testament um, prophecies. This is kind of a picture of, of what a, you know what a house would have been. A house would have been like there would have been a guest room. There would have been the main floor living quarters, and then there would have been a place for those animals to have been brought, been brought in to spend the, you know, to spend the the night um, there. And there would have been mangers there um, at that point in time. And so we get that stable tradition, um, just because that Jesus was. That Jesus was born in or placed in a manger. Um, that's where we get the stable. That's where we get the stable tradition. Mm -hmm. But many of the homes had mangers, had feeding troughs within the house itself to take care of the animals that that were there. So that stable tradition is is. Um, I'm, I'm going to say that's where that comes from. I think there's a tradition too that, and I know when we were in when we were in Israel, we were told by our tour guides we were in Bethlehem. You know, out here in the fields, there were lots of caves and lots of grottos that that this is where perhaps Mary and Joseph were were brought, and this is where the the baby was was born. And again, if you think in terms of the baby being born that night, um, the night the day they arrived in Bethlehem. Okay, but if they got there, you know, a month or two early, and while they were there, the baby was born, 
um, the accommodations would have been a lot better than a stable or that. I can't help but wonder. I, I'm not asking you this, but um, they didn't—they didn't live in palatial places. I, it, it seems funny that they would have these rather barren homes and then also have stables. You know, go out and build a stable. It, it seems to me you'd right. mm-hmm. use mean, it in I your mean home. A stable, you, you would, a stable would, separate from yeah, their, yeah. their homes. Probably not. Yeah. yeah that, now, um, and, I, and I think even I think even traditionally they get away from the idea of a stable. People often think in terms of they were born in a cave, kind of in a grotto, kind of you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't know, um, that, you know that that situation. And again, you get all kinds of different views. Oh, this also leaves open the idea that maybe Joseph, if they're there for a certain amount of time, he's getting lots of ideas here. That I mean, he may have started doing some carpentry work, mm-hmm. and maybe that day he just made a major that was going to sell. I mean, you know, you know we, right. we just don't, I mean, we don't know. We don't have we to don't know. Because they were there, because, you know, even even when you, when you think about it, um, they were probably there at least for two years, so, the yeah, guess yeah. is. Um, because when the wise men came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the, you know, we come to see the king of the Jews, we don't want to worship him. You know, Herod then asks his religious leaders, you know, where is this Messiah supposed to be born? They say in Bethlehem. Um, Herod asks, you know, when did you begin to see this star? And then we're told that Herod, um, you know, had the babies in Bethlehem um, killed from two years of age and younger, determined by when the wise men said they saw the star. So it's very, you know, it's, we're guessing that, you know, obviously these folks, when they made a, when they made a trip, they didn't, you know, hop on an interstate and, and go back and forth. It's very possible they lived down there for a couple of years, um, and, and we can guess that. Now remember, Bethlehem was just a small little village, um, and you know the, the killing of the, the um, innocents. Um, from I guess what I have read, I don't know again how true it is. They think maybe that was about twenty babies were killed or children were were killed, not a massive you know slaughter. Bethlehem only had two hundred, two hundred fifty you know residents, a small little a small little place. Um, uh, you know at that you know at that point in at that point in time. So. Um, those of you, um, again, who have been to Israel, if you go to the Church of the Nativity um, and you go, you're taken down below and, and there is this little grotto with a, a star and they say this is the place where Jesus was, was born. Um, you know, you don't, you don't know that, that that church was only built commemorating Jesus' birth um, I think in three three twenty five B um, A D. Um, so you don't know. I guess three hundred years is a long time to 
maintain that that's where the birth of, of Christ took place, whether they can, can hold that. And, and Jesus didn't become anything special or noteworthy or, um, and for another 30, 30 years. years. So right. why would they think that? that why, yeah. Oh, I think it might have been around the it corner might, here. Right. You know, so you don't you don't know. And then the other and then the other thing is, you know, when did Jesus? You know, when was Jesus born? Um, we do know that Herod reigned from 37 B.C. to 4 B.C. Um, Herod died in 4 B.C. So that means Jesus was born maybe in 5 B.C. or 6 B.C. Some people even say 7 B.C. Um, we don't know the year that he was born. We do know, obviously, he was born before Herod died, and, and it's pretty well documented that Herod died in 4 B.C. So he was born, um, you know, prior, a number of years prior, prior to that. Um, and probably not on December 25th. And he probably was not born on December 25th. Um, the reason that that, is, that that day is celebrated um, was that there was the Roman festival of, what, Saturnalia, the 25th of December, and because the people were celebrating, let's make Christmas that, you know, let's make Christmas that day, and even though they had the 25th wrong, because their solstice is the 21st, we have to hurry up and do our shopping <laughs> four days early. Um, so, you know, so we, you know, that wasn't, I was saying in the in the um, in the first um, with the first group that Christmas was not a a major festival in the in the early church at you know at all. Obviously, the major festival in the early church was Easter. That's what that's what the people celebrated. Um, and Pentecost was very very special in the early church. And then Ascension Day was very, very special in the early church. Those were the, those were the major festivals that were, that were celebrated. Ascension Day you know, has lost its prominence within um, the church today, but Ascension Day was just very special because of, the, because of the truth that when Jesus lived here on earth, he could, he could um, just... See, you, you upset Bob. Oh, Bob. I broke this myth. <laughs> um, that when Jesus lived here on earth bodily, he could just be with our Bible study here of 20 people. Um, but the truth of the ascension was, now that he is sitting at the right hand of God, he can be with us all. Um, and that, and that, that truth and that promise was just so, so important to, you know, to the... You know, to the people that he is with us always, and that that became a major, you know, a major festival in the early church, and and Christmas was only um, that was, you know, and we can tell that that John didn't have the Christmas story, um, Mark didn't have the Christmas story, um, so that was you know, not of not of importance. Um, yeah. Isn't it Luke that we think Mary talked to? Yes. Was a source for Luke. And that would explain why there were those details. Yeah. Obviously, Mary's the only one who knew you know, a lot of that. Um, yeah. 
just other thoughts. Next week, we're going to be looking at the shepherds and the significance of that. The wise men and the significance of that. Um, the shepherds were outcasts of society. The wise men were Gentiles. And um, the truths of those special promises. Um, we'll be checking, checking in about that. And um, Pastor Santos will be doing that. Santa, Santa will be doing that. Okay, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you again thanks for the blessings we have through a Savior and how you just came to earth to dispel the darkness and bring light to the world. We thank you for the promises that you make to us, the promises that you have always made to us, and we do indeed see the fulfillment of those promises in, in your Son. We thank you for the blessings that we have because of this, again, divine interruption that you infiltrated our world to bring us the gift of forgiveness, the gift of salvation. May we this Christmas season, again, just marvel, marvel at the gift of your love for us. We pray in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the King of Glory Church Education Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God and His people, grow in faith and love, and live through service and sharing. Visit us on the web at kogva.org.